Tuning into the 547th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, our host Daryl D. Lane, as always, wherever you are, however you're going to be listening. Thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether it be a Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcast and platform you're going to be listening to me via. Gonna have a great podcast for all you guys today. Gonna have Mr. Zach on to recap this weekend of games for the NBA. Now, before that, I'm going to give my shameless plug as always. First time listener, thank you. Please subscribe and follow. Right now, also share this podcast to your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, et cetera, et cetera. Check on the description below, specifically for you, Spotify. I have any timestamps. You can click on the timestamp, and we'll send you to whichever part of the podcast you'd most like to listen to, folks. It is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at nighttrain underscore lane. Just go to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane. You'll find it. I post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here. As well as my second show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. For some odd reason, right with the pod, then front now, we're not, folks. But just don't say anything. Because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Got up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Mrs. Zach on the show. Got up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Mr. Zach with us. I haven't had you on the pod, man, since uh, around the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl even happened. Uh, so how are you doing? It's good to hear your voice. Uh, well, you know, everything's okay. You know, just just um, going on, taking taking any sports events, college, college basketball is over, NBA playoffs is, in full, is on full blast right now. So I've been trying to enjoy it, the NBA What do you enjoy more, the NCAA tournament or the NBA playoffs? Uh, it's a difference. It's a difference, you know. Uh, college, the college, the college game is more unpredictable. The, um, you know, it's a one game. It's a one game deal. You know, one game you lose and you're out, which makes it probably more exciting. The one game elimination type of tournament instead of a series. So over the years, I guess, I guess, I, I guess uh, the NCAA tournament is more enjoyable and it's, it's more unpredictable. That's interesting. You know, I, I've always been more of an NBA guy personally. I think the NBA is just more exciting. Also, I think it's better basketball. I think that's a big component of all this too. Better basketball for the most part. I mean, a lot of these college games, they get so grounded down. And well, well, you had the question was about the tournament. I mean, a, the single elimination makes makes the game make each game more important, you know, because you can lose, you can be down two, you can be down two games and come back and win a series. That's Over true. The long been NBA before just the turn, just for the season. It's NBA before the tournament. I go college. That's true, but this year we got in the NBA we got eight seeds beating one seed, seven seeds beating two seeds. I have a six and a seven seed yeah. in the second round. So, yeah, yeah it's been very interesting. It's been very interesting. 
So last night, Joel Embiid won uh, league MVP. Just your thoughts on that. Uh, he's been a finalist the last two years, for, uh, finishing runner-up to Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Finally broke through league MVP. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well-deserved, a well-deserved honor. Um, solid ball player that plays uh, both ends of the floor. Uh, he's elevated himself into superstar status. He's over. He's overcame a, a early, early in his career where he was injured year after year after year after year, and uh, he overcame those injuries. Uh, he was a late bloomer in basketball. Apparently, he started playing ball when he was like 15 years old or something that I heard. So uh, his story is his story is amazing. Um, and his and and his and his competition was amazing too. Jokic is a hell of a player, hell of a footwork, hell of hell of a basketball IQ, a hell of a free throw shooter. He's just he's 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 a he's a, he's a hell of a ball player. And Giannis is just a raw athlete, you know. This just improves year by year. And uh, up and coming Tatum was right uh, playing. You know, it's weird that LeBron didn't get any votes, but. Uh, it's not about those guys. It's MB's time to shine, and he he he's a well-deserved uh, recipient of that award. Now you know who the last Sixer to win league MVP for Joel Embiid was. Well, you're going back twenty some years, though. I mean, with 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 Allen, with Allen Iverson as um the last player of that franchise to achieve that status of MVP. Correct. Um, yeah. Allen Iverson, and that puts him in rarefied air, right? So seventy six, and people forget the seventy sixers have a very rich history. So this puts him in, you know, the breath of guys like Dr. J, Moses Malone, Allen Iverson, Joel Embiid. He's now part of that club. Yep. Yep. That's that's big. That's big. That's big. But uh, the 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 separation of First place to second place is very close, and uh, yeah, Will Chamberlain, I believe, Will Chamberlain won a league MVP in Philadelphia as well. I mean, Jokic had won it back to back, and uh, we're having all kinds of different uh, conversations about the MVP race. Um, and uh, it could have went either way. Well, I think MB MB was uh dominant in the head-to-head matchup with Jokic also, so I don't know if that made a difference, but I salute I salute uh, MB on his on his progress and his improvement as a player. Did you ever think he would get to this point in his career when you first saw him at Kansas? Well, I didn't really take him serious. Uh, he was he was he was getting injured so much, you know. I I didn't. And the Philadelphia system, Philadelphia franchise was in a shambles and going through this process crap or whatever they called it. Um, I, 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 you know, it was hard for me to look into the future of that team, you know, with the bad draft choices and things like that. You know, the Mark Hill Fultz pick. I mean, they, they really, they really, they, 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 they really came, they really came back from the ashes because they were done.
Joel Embiid this year. 33 points, led the NBA in points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, almost 2 blocks a game, a steal a game, and he's shooting 55% from the field and 33% from 3. Yeah, Joel Embiid's going to play game two, I believe. Uh, yes. So we'll see how he looks there. You know, I'm kind of shocked he's actually playing because it probably makes more sense for the Sixers to rest him another game than have him play game three in Philadelphia, you know. Since they already, you know, wanted to do what they want to do in Boston, they just want to steal game one or game two, and they've already got game one. So they have him court no matter what happens. most unique part of Joel Embiid's game for you that makes him stand out? Yeah, he's probably the closest thing we have in the NBA now to a traditional big. Uh, but when you look at him, I mean, there hasn't been a center who's led the league in scoring since Shaquille O'Neal. And he does it in a much different way than Shaq. I mean, Shaq was just brute force. I mean, Joel Embiid can be brute force, but he has, you know, all those moves in the low post. He can go mid-range, and, and then he can shoot the three as well. But, but, 
variety of things that he can do. What is it going to take to get him over that hump? <clears throat> I mean, they brought in Jimmy Butler. They had Ben Simmons. Now they got James Harden and uh, Tyrese Maxey. And uh, I don't know if they have enough. I don't know. I don't know if they have enough to take to win it all. But with, with Milwaukee eliminated from the East, this is their best chance. Do you think Joel and B was in danger of being forgotten if he didn't win league MVP this year? Just like from an historical standpoint, because it also this is another thing too that I think is very interesting. Uh, the last three seasons, Joel Embiid is the last two seasons. Joel Embiid has finished two to Jokic finishing one. And when you look back in history, you're going to see for those two years, you're going to see Joel Embiid second place in MVP voting. You're going to see Nikola Jokic one. You're also going to see Nikola Jokic first team NBA in Joel Embiid. Uh, second team uh, center for all NBA. And then this year, it's going to be reversed. You're going to see uh, Jokic second in MVP voting. Joel Embiid won in MVP voting. Uh, Joel Embiid won for uh, first team all NBA, Jokic second. But for Embiid, it can be something where if you weren't watching it in present time, you could be like, oh, he was nowhere near close to Jokic or he wasn't one of the five best players in the league when the truth of the matter is He's really been one of the three best players in the league, at least in the regular season, along with Jokic and Giannis uh, this last run. He just so happens to play the same position as Jokic, so uh, it just moves him down a spot and people kind of forget about it. Well, you basically explained, you, you basically explained it all in your, in, your, in your statement. I mean, I don't know... Uh, I, I don't know the expectations of the voters and things like that, and and maybe uh and maybe and maybe they announced um, MVP. It's a regular season award, so you know sometimes they they kind of wait a while. They kind of wait a long time to announce it. I thought I thought it was um I thought I thought it was a fair vote and um. As 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 much as as much as uh, it's been a guards game or, or or up and down game, the last five MVPs I think close to de- I think five have been big men. Uh, Giannis, Jokic, now Embiid. Um, I think. I think up and coming. You got Tatum, and you got you got you got you got Tatum. You got uh, Jalen Brown. You got Tatum, and you still got Steph Curry in competition. He's always a, he's all he's always in competition for MVP. If you ask me, um, John Moran is up and coming, and uh, you have a few faces that you have a few players and new and new faces that are going to push for that MVP award next year. Now, I want to reveal to you the voting uh, results, which I think is interesting here. So, Joel Embiid was, let me get this up here so I can actually look at this in a better point of view. Because I'm going to get all the votes that were casted. So, you have Joel Embiid who wins the award, and Joel is really sitting He got a lot more. He He got most of the first place votes by a long shot. 
yes, by by a long shot, he did. He he dominated in that regard. Joel Embiid got seventy three first place votes. Uh, you have Jokic, you got fifteen. Giannis got twelve. What I find interesting here, though, is Luka Doncic got two fourth place votes. Luka Doncic got two fourth place votes. Steph Curry got one fourth place vote. And LeBron wasn't on the ballot at all. How odd do you find that? Oh, they just because they just take him for granted. He's he's he, he's be, he's become such a dominant force in the league now. Now they're just taking him for granted. You know, I mean, he's just he's just as important as Luca or any of those other guys. Um, I think you know. I think. Sitting out, sitting out, sitting out a stretch of the season probably prolonged it. Probably helped him for the long haul, but he's not in it for individual rewards anymore. You know, so he's in it for one thing and one thing only. And um, this is my, this is my, this is this is probably his last, you know, his last, his last run at it, and his last go around of being being able to achieve it. He got what he got a two year window maybe. He actually made it through this season without without a fluke injury, and I'm knocking on wood because these guys are these guys are going out left and right. Yeah, and you're right. LeBron is being underappreciated. I don't know how he wasn't on the ballot, but Luca. I mean, Luca's team missed. <laughs> Luca's team missed the the play-in. They weren't a top ten seed in the in the West. That Jalen Brunson got more votes than LeBron. That's crazy. And no disrespect to Jalen Brunson, but he's no LeBron James. All right. All right. Well, maybe that's another. Maybe that's another thing to motivate LeBron to come out and go off for the rest of the season. One more thing I did find interesting was Jay Gildas Alexander finished fifth. That was a pleasant surprise because you have Tatum because you have Embiid one, Jokic two, Giannis three, Tatum four, and Gildas Alexander five. So he finished top five in MVP voting. I mean, props to the young player right there at Oklahoma City. Well, you have to look at it like this: they probably one of the most improved teams in the league, and he had to get some type of credit, you know. I mean, they 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 improved from nothing to did they? I think they made it to the playing game. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, and an up and coming franchise, I think. Up and coming franchise with a variety of young young players with with. Significant upsides to improve their game and improve their team, and a decent coach, and it's a pretty exciting team. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and then get up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're gonna talk some more NBA. Get up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk.
Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We Mr. Zach with us. So last night we had LeBron James and Stephen Curry renew their longstanding rivalry uh, with the Lakers coming out on top. Now 1-0. Uh, I just want to know what your thoughts of that game were. Obviously, right, Golden State, a lot of three-point shooting. Lakers dominating inside Anthony Davis, 30 points, 20 rebounds. Lakers are getting to the line a lot where Golden State really struggled in that category. So what were your thoughts of the game? I'll give you this stat for Jared Vanderbilt when guarding Steph Curry last night. Steph Curry was 2 of 10, 1 of 5 from 3. Vanderbilt had two steals on Steph. 92% of Steph's shots were contested shots. That's pretty amazing. That's great information. And that and that speaks that speaks volumes of the way the game turned out. Uh 
defense, the defensive pressure, the denial of the passing lane, to make him work for all possessions. That was a game. That was a game saver. And uh, and 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 Vanderbilt was going over the pick. Oh, he was beating Curry to the spot. And like you said, ninety-two. The key word: contested shots. I mean, you can test, and you can test him when he's in his rhythm. He's in his rhythm, but the off the ball, the off the ball position of of uh, Vanderbilt, how he played denied defense, and on receive on receiving the ball, they automatically jumped into a double team of Curry and uh, dropped off the rest of the defenders into the lane, forced. Draymond to shoot. Looney didn't want to shoot, and Poole had got hot. But for every for every bucket Poole get every bucket Poole, Poole made, he gave it up. His defense was terrible. I think um, if you get Schroeder and you get Russell combined for thirty eight points, that's enough to hold off Curry. I don't know if they can do that again. But that's thirty-eight points from the point guard position. That's that's very good. Yeah, and then also I mean Gary Payton that they had dared Gary Payton to shoot a few times. And Gary Payton's not a good shooter. And the problem with Golden State is, I, ideally you you would want ideally you would want Jordan Poole and Gary Payton to be like the same player, somebody who plays really good lockdown perimeter defense, and they could shoot career out the dribble and do all that stuff. But then I guess if Jordan Poole and Gary Payton Jr. were combined, that would be an all star, right? <laughs> but uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but ideally, you would like that because then you're subbing one in out the game, another out the game, and Looney Looney does a lot of great stuff on the boards defensively. But like, he, he's a no go on offense in terms of being an offensive threat. And they're probably better just sliding Draymond to the five and adding in an extra shooter. But then it's like then you don't get the rebounding presence. And you mentioned this, which is very key. Looney's ability to control the boards has been Golden State's best defense. It's really what helped them. Uh, through the Sacramento series and oh, with Anthony, I mean, I mean, that game seven was so frustrating from a Sacramento fan's point of view because while Sabonis would go out to help, he was he was leaving, he was he was freeing, he he was taking his body off of uh, Looney, and no contact on Looney, and Looney has. Looney has has a gift for timing on the rebound. He has he he's very gifted at timing the rebounds, and uh, hmm. and really good at back taps and resetting the clock. Really good at those back taps to get it back out to his perimeter guys. Yeah, he, he knows his role. He plays it very well. What do you think's the adjustment adjustment Steve Kerr needs to make? Uh, for the Warriors to be more competitive against the Lakers and to actually get a win. Because game two is going to be big. Because they can't go back to L.A. down 0-2. Well, me being, me being a Lakers um, fan, I mean, I, I would hope that they would stay the same. But um, I think I think uh, Curry, Curry would be would be more involved in the ball handling. Uh, he would be more involved in the ball handling. Um, I think um, 
to try to get Clay Thompson going early. And um, keep concentrating on their offensive rebound. But I don't, I, I don't know a specific adjustment that they can make except tighten up on their defense. Because um, with, with, with Curry being the main ball handler, that's going to draw that's going to draw attention of the Lakers, and they, that and that which which means they have more guys open for jump shots. Um, Draymond has to turn to face the basket and become more aggressive on his offense. He was basically four on five. He wasn't even looking at the hoop. Um, now two games before, he, I think he actually had twenty one points and six rebounds against um uh, the Kings. So. Uh, I'm looking for him to face the basket and, and shoot a few shots because yesterday he was uh, he's he was what they call hot potato ball. As soon as he got it, he gave it back up. Kendrick Perkins called it hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're the Lakers, then and the Warriors are going to make a big adjustment, putting the ball more in Steph Curry's hands. Do you have Vanderbilt start to pressure Curry 94 feet up the court and hound him? Uh, no. I don't want him to get in foul trouble. Uh, you can you can give him light pressure, but you, all you're gonna do is foul out. I'm trying to pressure him all the way up the court. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a good gesture. Maybe time, maybe here and there, but not the whole game because he's uns- he he will foul you out the game. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's not fear; it's respect. A little fear too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a combination of fear and respect. I guess you can understand that. Yeah. Uh, Another thing is too. I think they need to do. I think you know when they have that lineup of D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Anthony Davis, Vanderbilt, LeBron out on the court. There needs to be more of a concerted effort to hunt Austin Reeves. And get him in the screen and to get Steph Curry on him and get and particularly actually not even get Steph Curry on him, get Steph Curry on anybody but uh Vanderbilt, because Vanderbilt's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. I mean, I'm I'll say this, he's a top three perimeter defender in the league. So if you're getting him on Russell, even if you're getting him on LeBron James, those are all much more comfortable matchups than Vanderbilt. I think that's what they need to do. They start need to start start screening Vanderbilt off of Curry and make a consistent effort to do that. Okay, when they when they when they start that, I guarantee you, Draymond will get two at least two offensive fouls by setting illegal picks because <laughs> he he's he, he's on the verge of it. He was on the verge of exploding and doing something really stupid yesterday, and uh, it's one of these games he's going to screw up. I mean, so that that'll be two games. That'll be definitely one game he's going to give away. So that we that that's two games for for LA right now. Guarantee in the next. And one of his next six games, he's gonna do something stupid to give away a game. Because yesterday, yesterday he did that he did everything I could to control himself, but he just can't do it. He just can't do it. How do you even go about coaching a player like Draymond? You have to know him. And you have to give him a long leash. You can't hold him too tight, or you'll take away his effectiveness. But if you let him go too far, he'll hurt the team. It's it's a it's it's a sticky situation with that, you know. Um, after a while, after a while, um, he's gonna be where the patience will wear thin, 
but the, the but the success rate is so high that you know what six finals they've been to. Yeah. They lost one. They lost one to Toronto and one to who? Cleveland. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, you can argue. You, you can argue with the. You can argue with the success, but you can argue with the wear and tear of of the time. And hey, like all like all great runs, man. Um, his run is coming to an end. Um. Uh. Thompson is not as effective. He's he's a game here, game there, game here, game there, but he's not as effective. Uh, Particularly defensively, he's just not the same. I mean, I think that's the most clear oh, thing. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! So if if if, if there ever if there ever was a chance to put to, to, to stick it to the Warriors, is now. I think if Kevin Horder, if Kevin Herter had showed up, um, if Horder, if Herder. Had it showed up, they would have eliminated Golden State earlier in the series. At, 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 they got to the point where they had they had number three. They had number. They were so desperate for outside shooting, they put number three in for for, for Sacramento. And uh, the guy Keenan, that rookie from Iowa, he didn't start playing until like game three. So they, their growing pains cost them the um, the um, the uh, advance to the next round. They need one more big man to help the rebound. And they need a big body to guard Anthony Davis. You know, having like a Rudy Gobert would be perfect for a team like this because they had no answer for Anthony Davis. And I think that's going to be the biggest part of the series. It's going to make it really a struggle for Golden State. Because who guards Anthony? Who slows down Anthony Davis on this team? Besides Draymond, obviously kicking him in the nuts. I mean, I guess that's their best plan, but... He can be to his own detriment of where he positions himself. That, that this is not the series for him to hang around a three point line. He tried it a couple times. This is not the series for three pointers for Davis. This is this is a this is a series where he could he could eat a, he could eat off a big giant plate and get and and, de- and destroy them in the paint from the elbow foul line in. He can dominate. And pray to God, um, going to, um, even if Steph Curry's hot, if you keep the other guys under control, they still can, you know. Because the weird thing to me is, all, none, not many of the sports writers or sports announcers gave the Lakers a chance. I think Perkins is about the only guy that took the Lakers. Legler, Legler. Stephen A. and and the rest of the guys, uh, Kenny Smith, Shaq, uh, Ernie Johnson. I think Brockley might have took the Lakers, but all the guys we watch every night, uh, maybe two out of maybe two out of eight predicted the Lakers to win the series. I thought that was disrespectful. Now, now, Schroeder had his game. Now, next, Hushamira or Reeves is due for a game. I mean, each 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 game, one of the, one of the role players might have to step up. 
And if they do that, they're moving on. And just think, LeBron didn't really have his go-to game yet either. So he's due for an explosion in one of these games. While you got him on the heels, you should, you should take it to him. It's like they're going to hunt Reeves. We're going to hunt. We're going to hunt. We're going to hunt a, a pool. Yeah, play pool off the court. I mean, pool is kind of unplayable. I mean, I don't even. And they gave him all that money. If we hunt pool, we don't get him. Then we hunt Curry next. After we hunt pool, we cut Curry. We want Curry in a mismatch with LeBron. We got him a couple times in the paint last night. It's going to force the double. Then LeBron's going to kick it to the open man. Because you're going to have to double when Curry's on Brown, especially in the low post. You're going to have to double. I mean, I'm ahead of one game. I'm not I'm not being cocky or nothing about that. I'm, I'm I'm being respectful of them, but I'm just looking at the game. And if we and if if, if we get consistent play out of out of um, Russell, one of those other guys going to show up every uh, every night. Either Reeves, Hashimura, one of those guys will show up. And of course, Schroeder showed up big time last night. I don't know if he can do that again, but he 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 didn't he got his one game. So really quickly, how big do you think this playoff series is for both LeBron James and Steph Curry's legacies and how they're linked to one another? Because there was a lot of talk about that entering this game as well. Well, for some people, for some people, it is their finals, uh, especially for the not the not the um, intense fan, just the uh, casual fan. This is like a championship, you know, for yeah. a casual fan. For for a so-called student of the game, or all of, all us all us all us couch coaches. Now it's not it's not the biggest thing. You know, we 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 wait for the finals, but for the casual fan, this is about one of the most popular series you'll ever see. Yeah, it's probably this. This series is probably going to do better ratings than the NBA Finals, just because it's Steph, it's LeBron. Unless, unless it's the Lakers and the Knicks. Ho oh, oh. <laughs> ho! Los Angeles and New York. That that would break. That would break all records. That that would be very interesting. So let's pivot uh, a little bit and let's go to this. Boston versus Philadelphia. How concerned are you with Boston being down 0-1 without Joel Embiid and Joel Embiid coming back for Game 2? How concerned should Boston be? Well, Boston's situational ball was hurting. They didn't they 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 didn't execute off timeouts. They didn't execute down the stretch. They didn't execute and, and the, with the clock at the end of the game. Um, they, they called a couple bad plays, um, questionable plays. Um, the inexperience of the coach showed up that game. You know, now he can now he can dust himself off. I thought I thought he's I thought his defensive strategy is pretty good, but they're doing a lot of basically one on one ball, and uh, it's going to be a challenge. Boston gonna have to be more than a two man show. Somebody, somebody else is gonna have to step up. Brogdon Williams or the other Williams. Um, 
And of course, Smart is the glue to the team. He's a defensive stopper, and he's a leader. And he's a leadership in the locker room. But he wasn't who you go to with six seconds on the clock. Okay, so next, let's go to this. Nuggets up 2-0 against Phoenix. How concerned should the Suns be? Oh, the Suns are in trouble. The ball movement of Denver, the spacing of the court, the one-on-one schooling that Jokic is about to give Aiton. I mean, he puts him on his hip. He spins off of him. He he does the Earl of Pearl spin. He got the head fake. He got the the little lodging line footwork. He got the dirt fade away. He's giving him the whole repertoire. I mean, Jokic is a beast, man. Jokic is like Aiden. You might have been a number one overall pick, but I'm a two-time MVP. Let me show you how we do things, son. Oh, that, that that came that that came with reinventing his body, reinventing his game, and and his nutrition and his and his fitness put him took him to another level. He couldn't run. He couldn't. He couldn't keep up with this pace that he's playing. And now he's looking good on the court. He's running. He's running more than I ever seen him run. And uh, he's a problem. He's a problem for any and everybody. Unorthodox moves, shooting off the wrong foot. He, he, he's, he's a problem. And how? And, under, and, and, and their team is underrated on defense. Oh, underrated. Their perimeter, their perimeter defense looked pretty good with um, Caldwell, Pope, and Murray. And, 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 and the guy they got from Brooklyn, he's all over the place, Bruce Brown. He is a pain in the butt. Yeah, they have three pretty good defenders. I think Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, and uh, Tyler Pope. And then Jamal Murray's coming along a little bit as well. Uh, next, how concerned should the Knicks be going back to Miami with Jimmy Butler slated to return, I believe? And we know Jimmy's a big game guy. How concerned should the Knicks be? Hey, they got they, they got their man too. They got their man. I don't think Julius Randle ready to take a backseat to nobody right now in, in, in this matchup. I think Julius Julius Randle and Jimmy Butler's matchup is going to be a standoff. Randle's coming to play, bro. He is coming to play. I wouldn't be surprised if them two start fighting. <laughs> Who would you take if in the fight? If you've seen the last regular season game they played, they don't get along. They don't like each other. Jimmy doesn't like anybody. Jimmy didn't like Ben Simmons. He didn't like Andrew Wiggins. He didn't like Carl Anthony Towns. He didn't like... Uh, he liked I'm, Dwayne Wade. That's the only one he liked. Yeah. And he really liked... Well, Dwayne, well, Dwayne Wade... Well, that's he, 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 he really liked Dwayne Wade until he liked Gabrielle Union too much. And then Dwayne Wade had to check him. Well, he's went... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't hear about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy was just saying some stuff on Instagram, and Dwayne had to be like, you know, chill out. Right. <laughs> but you know, Jimmy. Jimmy's just Jimmy's Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Julius Randle is can go bucket for bucket with him right now. I think he's playing with with a high confidence level, and uh, I think that's going to be a hell of a matchup. 
Well, I'm going to thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Oh, man, it's good to be back. You know, I'm starting to loosen up, to my, loosen up and get myself back into rhythm. And, uh, you know, I thought you guys had forgot about me. No, we, we would never forget about you. Never. Oh, okay. 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 And once again, I want to thank Mr. Zach for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 547th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.